house once knew his children. This old house once knew his wife. This old house. Welcome back. I'm Kim Munson, and let's have a conversation with Karen Levine. Karen is an award-winning realtor with Remax Alliance. You are. We've been friends for a long time. We have, and you are a valued uh, partner as well. So thank you. It's great to have you here. It's great to be here. I always love our conversations, and we'll be talking with Randall O'Toole in segments three and four, and uh, that'll be great as well. That should be really fascinating, and um, I have, I think, some challenging questions for him. Yes, you and I were talking about it last time he was on. I was like, well, let's get him on and ask him that. So exactly. So, but you keep uh, uh, an eye on what's happening in the housing market in the metro area, and the latest reports have just come out, haven't they, Karen? They have. Um, The Colorado Association of Realtors has a research committee of which I sit on. Um, I'm a spokesperson for the statewide and metro um, statistics, and those statistics came out, oh, about 10 days ago, I think, um, maybe not quite two weeks ago, but the reports are out, um, and they can be accessed at the Colorado Association of Realtors website. Um, But I have them here in front of me and found some fascinating data of what's been happening over the last 30 days, but more importantly, what's been happening in 2019 and the last 90, 120 days. I'm seeing some interesting, um, I think, trends potentially. Um, We hear on the media, um, they only, of course, tell us part of the story, Um, but, you know, that the real estate market in Colorado, the real estate market along the Front Range, the Metro Denver area is changing. And um, that is true, but it is changing I would say, in a healthy perspective. Um, we've had great interest rates um, throughout this year. Um, it was predicted that rates would increase um, over 2019 based on the GDP, things going nationally, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we found interest rates dipped um, about 14 days ago, three weeks ago, um, and then they sort of skyrocketed, but we wouldn't say that because they went from four with all your closing costs being paid to maybe four and a quarter. So it was a quarter dip now or a quarter increase. Um, recently, the um, Fed reduced the um, prime interest rate by a quarter point. So we're kind of looking at the mortgage market to see how that's going to shake out. Generally, it's interesting that you would think if the prime were reduced, mortgages would reduce. That is generally not the case. You kind of see an increase And I guess the jobs report came out last week as well. And we're going to see how that's going to affect interest rates. So it's a little vulnerable, maybe. Yeah, Um, I I would think there would be a direct correlation. mm -hmm. But there isn't because I I hadn't thought about it that they take in other uh, other factors as well. Exactly, exactly. So when we look at the August statistics um, and we look at the total overview in the metropolitan area, what was fascinating to me is just a slight increase in new listings on the market from... August of 2018 to August of 2019, it was about 2%. Our inventory um, in the marketplace is down about 5%. So here we are talking about inventories increasing, inventories increasing, inventories increasing, and yet we saw a decline of 5% from August of 2018 to August of 2019, which is fascinating. The number that I have been watching over these last 90 to 120 days is the under contract number, which is homes go on the market, the seller accepts an offer from a um, willing, able buyer, they reach an agreement, and the house is taken off the market because it's under contract and going through what many states call the escrow process. And that number in August is up 18.7%. 
Okay. That's pretty significant. We went from 6,100 units in August of 18 being under contract to 70, almost 7,300 units. But the fascination to me is, shouldn't the solds then reflect an increase? One would think so. One would think so. But the last 90 days, 120 days, we've seen either a decline or a minimal increase. And we had 2% less solds, properties that sold and closed. The seller walked away with their proceeds, went to buy their next house or, you know, Whatever go on they're... vacation. And um, the new home buyer took occupancy and that's down 2%. So I'm trying to speculate what's going on in the marketplace. And I think what we're seeing is houses are not going under contract on the first weekend that they're on the market. We saw that frenzy mm-hmm. um, for the last three to four years, and that started to settle down last fall, and we're consen- continuing to see that trend. So sellers are being more open to accepting what were typical contingencies okay. in a general market, in a what we would call a balanced market. Um, and those contingencies are the sale of another property. If you have a home in Metro Denver that you're selling in the 600s, Typically, the buyer for that home is going to have a home to sell because this is a move-up property for them. Um, We're seeing that maybe they'll take a longer closing time. Um, People aren't in such a rush. You know, they want a little more time to make decisions, et cetera, et cetera. We're seeing buyers are being very particular about what they're choosing because they have more choices. Um, The house isn't gone the first weekend, so they can maybe wait a couple more weekends. Mm -hmm. So with that said, um, I'm anxious to see how the solds continue to trend um, as we go into the fourth quarter. And I'm guessing they're going to pick up a bit. We'll see some increases, hopefully, because of the under contracts. But in respect to that, what's probably happening is with some of these contingencies that sellers are willing to take, um, it's causing the home to come back on the market. Those are not being met. And so Houses are kind of getting recycled. They go under contract. They come back on the market, which is helping propel um, that inventory situation. Okay. So we have just a few minutes. How about individuals out there? If they're going to buy or or sell their home, I guess for a buyer right now, what would you say to them? I think buyers need to still be very diligent in getting pre-approved for their mortgages. They need to um, partner with a professional realtor. And that would be somebody who aspires to the National Association of Realtors Code of Ethics, and they are a member of that association. They are different from a real estate licensee. I am a realtor, and I am a national director um, for that association. Um, But we bring to the table generally more education, generally more experience, and definitely um, we adhere to the Code of Ethics, which is great. Okay, a seller. What are you saying to your sellers right now? Sellers, be sensitive about pricing. The data is um, somewhat speculative. It's kind of all over the board. And you need somebody who's in that marketplace day in and day out to give you good professional advice of where to price your home. Because as we know, the longer your home sits on a market, on the market, the less perception of value it has. And what we also have seen is sellers are like, well, I'm not in a hurry. Well, you may not be in a hurry, but if you price it too high to start with, 
you're going to walk away with less than if you had priced mm-hmm. it appropriately on the front end. Because there's this perception you people you see people take a look at how long has that property been on the market, and it creates a perception. So something must be wrong. Yeah. So to that point, you want to work with a realtor like you mm-hmm. that can help you get that priced correctly, so that uh, so so that the deal gets done. You know, both sides walk away and everybody's happy. Exactly. Okay. And if people would like to reach out to you. 303-877-7516 is your phone number, 303-877-7516. And uh, you are really a valued partner. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, and we're going to go to break. And yeah. when we come back, we'll be talking with Randall O'Toole. Uh, many of you know him. He is uh, the Director of Transportation Policy at the Independence Institute, a senior fellow at the Cato Institute, and he has an, a very important blog, the Anti-Plan- Anti-Planner.